Bones are amazing things. They hold us up. They support us. They make us strong. But bones have other uses. In the past, bones were thrown by diviners, seeking out the mysteries of the future. Now the bones are cubes, made of plastic or resin. But they still reveal things to us. As they fall from our fingers and rattle across the table, the story becomes clear. Welcome to Bone Thrower's Theater, an RPG actual play podcast. Hello, and welcome back to Bone Thrower's Theater. My name is Jeremy, playing Julian Illix. This is Johnny, playing Chime North. This is Aaron, playing Sam Faluge. This is Ellie, playing Archie. This is Jeff, playing Jer Land. And I'm Jordan, and I am the Game Master. Game Master. Actually, Aaron came when he showed up at my house today. He had a shirt that was a kitty cat with a D20, and it said Game Meowster. (laughs) So I'll have to wear that next time. So, previously on Bone Thrower's Theater, Doom fell from the sky. Hello, my name is Doom. Actually, it was more of a parrot, but (laughs) we all fell from the sky. So, we are Doom. We are Doom. All right, so we're crashed into a mountain. Yes. There's some of us we know escaped from. Do we? Some of us made it. Okay, I actually made it to the bottom. The only person that we have not seen since crashing is Sam. Since crashing is Sam. Prior to crashing, Sam had been thrown against a wall on the Zeppelin. Correct. So it is arguable that Sam may not even be conscious. Go ahead and make me a reflexes roll. Don't you... Wait, for magic, don't you... One of your skills... Involves flying, doesn't it? I have been able to, yes. (laughs) (laughs) It's more like pushing pushing myself with air. (laughs) Fire elementals have done it. Proxies have done it. Let's go ahead and roll reflexes to see if you knock your head on anything. And if you don't, you can probably save yourself that way. Reflexes? Correct. Eight. No pluses. No pluses. Uh, So you actually... I almost used my 20... Character points to bu- bump one of those because I have two things with only two D, and I decided not to because I wanted to save them in case I needed them, and I'm glad I did. All twenty of them. <laughs> all twenty. Well, he wouldn't needed all twenty of them to get the plus. So you do hit your head okay. uh, pretty hard when you when you hit the back of the the thing, but I will allow you to try to fly. Okay. With minus one D penalty. Okay. Do I have a target number or is it? Yeah. Okay, there is a target number. It exists. Oh. Oh my gosh. Wait, 8, 29. Your target number was 15. Okay. <laughs> Almost double. So the last number I rolled on this 6 die was a 1. It has rolled me a 1, a 6, a 1, a 6. So, <laughs> I think it's done for the night. So you are able to leap off of the back of the plucky parrot. You realize what's going on. And you run up this deep incline of the deck, and you fling yourself off of the back as it is slaloming right down the, the, the downward slope of the mountain. Okay, so then as I land, I'm going to try to roll. Can I see where the plucky parrot is landing and crashing? Is there If there is anything left of the other zeppelin, can I see it? You can see smoke. I mean, there's a lot of proxies that died. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
we know there's violence that happens. Yeah. But it's, it can't be always. Well, in this situation, yes, but I was just saying, if they die peacefully, that doesn't necessarily happen. Yeah, a natural death is different yeah. from... And it also seems to have, differ depending on their power level. Yeah. So can I see where the plucky parrot goes down? Yes. I'm going to start making my way in that direction. Okay. So you landed on the slope higher than the plucky parrot, because you, you jumped off the back. It's going down the side of the mountain. So you're able to, to walk, but it's really treacherous terrain. It's going to take you a while to get down Treasure's train because of the snow or because of the... The snow, the ice, the rocks that have been, have been churned up. The impact has created a lot of loose snow. There's a potential for avalanche. Okay. So I am going to carefully make my way down towards the plucky parrot. But also, I don't have any gear on me. And I know that you know, it's cold. The only way I'm going to survive it is if I make it there at some, some point soon. Yes. So how far is it away from where I am? It's about 200 meters. No, oh, okay. Down the hill, but again, with the treacherous terrain yeah. and everything like that, you're not going to. But I'm not worried. I'm not as worried about like freezing to death because I'm, you know. Can I see anybody moving down there? A few. Some people are getting out of the gondola and the, and they're trying to put the fires out that are in the remains of the envelope. Okay. And then yeah, I'm going to start walking that direction. Okay. Everybody else, what are you doing inside the plucky parrot as it's sliding down the side of a mountain? Wait, it's still continuing to slide? No, no. We're, we're jumping back to where you... Okay, okay. Yeah, where I jumped out of the... Change in perspective here. <laughs> <laughs> well, while it's crashing, Julian's hanging on to the railing. Where he's... Yeah, pretty much. That's what I'm doing yeah, while it's crashing. just hanging on. But as soon as it stops, Julian's going to try and see anybody he can get out of there safely. That's pretty much exactly what I'm doing. Is I'm hanging on. No matter, um, yeah, no matter who it is. You were down with Katara. Katara, yeah. yeah. As soon as the ships crash, I, uh, first thing I do is take a peek out in the hallway, I guess. There's a lot of broken glass on the decking from portholes that have been smashed in. Uh, you can s- smell... Uh, some fuel. There's a lot of screaming and shouting. Right, well, uh, I know you and Bear went to the other decks. Did you come back to the cabin where we were with Katari? Or? Yeah, we went back to uh, the cabin, uh, but I would think that by now Archie would have ran up to see what was going on. Okay. Well, I would then I would ask Bear. I said, Bear, I need your help with Katari. Okay. We need to get off the ship and anybody else we can at the same time. So, on the upper deck, if Archie is coming up, mm-hmm. let's say you see Julian and he's frantically trying to lift this beam, and there appears to be a crew member that it, of the plucky pair that's trapped underneath the beam, and Julian sees Archie come up the steps. He's like, Archie, Archie, we need your help! With what? This man, he's trapped under here! Archie looks at the man, looks back at him. Julian, he says, say please. Are you, are you serious right now? Please, come on. Okay, since you asked nicely. I mean, there's this man, his life is in danger. Go ahead and roll lifting. It's under physique. Yep. Hey, two. Because hey, I got a plus two. <laughs> <laughs> You're having a hard time moving it by yourself. 
Uh, Archie's gonna try to look now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like how she says it. Archie's gonna try to look now. <laughs> You're able to grab. You push Julian out of the way. <laughs> he grabbed the end that he's got, and you just jack it up. Julian immediately grabs the guy and pulls him out from underneath. Okay. Uh, and his legs are crushed. Archie's gonna drop the beam. Okay. And this is not a wooden beam. This is like a this a is steel a beam. steel yeah. eye beam. Uh, Archie's gonna frantically look around. Wait, where, where's Jasper? Oh, okay, okay. And uh, Jasper's right on his heel. Of course. Jer is going to be, after landing, and it stops moving, looking for people to help heal, because there's gonna be people with broken things. Yes. We'll go ahead and we'll do five rolls. Five rolls. To heal, like, five groups of people as you're moving through the ship. So, what do you want me to roll? My medicine? Correct. With your heal others bonus? If you would like to go ahead and, and try and trip it up, that would be appropriate. Yeah. Right, because so, a plus 2D. I'll try the heal all of yours first. Okay. Oh my gosh, Jeff. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> all of us have been rolling ones except for Jeff tonight. 24. So, yeah, that gets me the plus 2. Target number is 20. are you? Really? This is not Jeff. This is the Jeffelganger. You rolled a six? Again, two times in a row. What? I accept it. Well, his last roll had like two to three sixes. Like, I'm I mean, sure the wild was a six. Yeah. 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 He always rolls ones with his wild. Ten. He rolls sixes, it's just not all his wild. 23. Success number one. He's in his element. <laughs> Fortunately, four doesn't count. Oh, there's Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Find him. laughs> Two, four, six, eight, seventeen. 17. Unfortunately, uh, you're able to heal a couple of the people, but some of them have already expired. They're no good anymore. Gotta throw them away. Get? What? My gosh. Eight. Okay. You're able to heal that group of people. And I'm imagining you're just like literally walking into rooms and just like flinging your hands out and like the wa- like water is just <laughs> like, it's like, have you ever seen like the image of a magnet with the polarity on each end? Mm-hmm. That's kind of like what the water is doing around you, just feeding around you in like these huge arcs, just like passing Whoa. healing power over everything. That was number That was three. 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 Okay, two more. Apparently, we just need to get to the third season of the story for Jeff to get all his bad rolls out of the way. <laughs> My goodness, there's another six. Okay. Twenty-five. Okay, good enough. Oh, I didn't even re-roll my. I didn't get it. Thirty-one. Thirty-two. We get it. You're awesome. Fourth roll. That was fourth. Wasn't oh, that fifth roll. Final roll. Twenty. You're able to stabilize most of the crew. Unfortunately, one of the people who died was the captain. <sighs> that sucks. 
But I was awesome for a little bit there. You were very awesome. Congratulations. So you're able to heal people, and I'm assuming that, like, Julian and Chime and Archie and Bear are all seeing this. And this is a side of you. They've seen you heal individuals before, but they've never seen you do something like healing like, groups. Like healing, like walking through and, like, having all this, like, snow coming in the windows and then turning into water and then spreading out around you into this, like, wellspring of healing. Cool. <laughs> I'm sure they're rather impressed with it, too. So as people are being treated, Julian's going to evacuate them clear of the wreckage. Okay. He's going to find a sheltered place in the side of the mountain and just kind of start to stage people there. Okay. And it's pretty easy to do. The captain is dead, but you are able to locate the, the first mate. The first mate takes over responsibilities of making sure everybody is staged properly. So you're getting them there, and then they're doing like the administrative work to make sure that everybody is properly taken care of. Yeah. So he is going to approach that first mate and be like, anybody unaccounted for? All your men here. Except for those that, might, that died. Because <laughs> we, had, we had three pass away, three casualties, um, and we have everybody except those... And your friend. We're missing one, yes. All right, well, we're going to continue. I'm going to take my people, and we're going to continue heading down the mountain. It's, that's the best bet. It looks like there's a storm coming. Yeah. So we can leave your friend behind, and you're welcome to come with us. Uh, no, we can't leave him behind. And you guys are going to take your crew, head down the mountain. I know that there's a town about three days' travel to the south, so I'm going to try and get my people there. Is the ship in danger of blowing up? It's not in danger of blowing up, but okay. it's not going to... It's not... This structure is not safe to go into. I was thinking about trying to gather some supplies. So as he's sitting there talking to the first mate, he's like, all right, you guys are going down the mountain. We can't leave Sam, our friend, behind. So our group, we send the best chance of surviving this if we... Our group that came aboard your ship, if we stick together. So... Really quickly, I can kind of figure out if Sam is pretty close. So he's going to reach his hand back up the mountain, and he's going to say to the first mate, It's not what you think. Breathe out on the count of three. One, One two, three. three. And this is his old way of doing things, so it's pretty easy. And he's also very familiar with shades. And that's definitely enough. I on two dice. dice. And then the rest. So, it, this is the old way of doing things. So, is Sam within, at this point, within 100 meters? No, Sam, Sam is Because you originally landed, like, 200 meters. Yeah, yeah. correct. But, but this, it took some time to evacuate everybody yeah. out. So, but still not within 100 meters. Right, because okay. it, it, it's so, such treacherous ground. There, it's going to take them a couple hours to move to where you okay. would be. So he says to the first man, he's like, uh, it's at least not close. So we got to try and figure out where he is and go from there. He said, three days walk, there's a town. See if we see you guys there in four days. Uh, that's exactly what I was about to suggest. And so they start gathering up whatever they can in terms of the people and a few, like, 
ditty bags that they grabbed as they were getting off the boat, and the the crew of the the plucky parrot, which is about twenty eight people, start going down the mountain. And you gather up Jer and Archie and Bear and Katari and Chime. So what's the plan? Should we search for him? At the yeah, at this point, Julian's going to walk right up and he's going to pretty much take charge of what they got to do, and he's going to say immediately, he's like, Chime and Bear, we need to go search back up the mountain, see if we can find Sam. Sam was at the back of the gondola when this thing went down. So, it's probably further up the mountain rather than further down. Okay. Right, I'll stay here and make a shelter. Yes, make a shelter, make sure Katari is well cared for, and we got some search and rescue to do. Alright. And he looks up and he's like, we got about three hours before this storm hits. Alright, come on, Archie. Let's get this shelter going. <sighs> By the way, Julian would have found what gear of theirs from the wreckage and brought that out. Because we, in the last scene on the mountain, didn't say they were without any of their gear. So. Yeah. And they had a sledge of some sort. Well, yeah. I turned Tari's oh, that's thing right. into a sledge. That's right. Uh, and... Julian is going to say to Archie, because I'm assuming we found in the rescue attempt, found the animals as well. I think he's going to turn to Archie. He's like, Archie, we could use Jasper to help track down Sam. Would you mind lending it to Bear, and Bear can have both Grizzly and Jasper? Archie rubs his chin. You're using both. Why is Sam so important? Why, Why are any of us important? Only Bear touches him. I especially don't want you near him. Do you have a deal? I mean, this is the wilderness. This is the wild. I know it. If I can need to save a dog, I can save a dog. Probably more than any of these other people. He's not trying to hurt Jasper. Archie relaxes a little bit. Alright, fine. Fine. Don't physically lay a hand on him. Only to save his life if necessary. Yes. Julian takes a piece of meat that he has in his pack, holds it out to the dog, the dog comes and pats it on the head, and turns and walks up the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> Don't poke the crazy fire person. Archie's going to scream in anger, how dare you? You start hearing snow rumbling a little bit. Archie stands still for a moment. Yeah, don't yell. Yelling's bad on mountaintops. You know what's bad? The fact that I have to spend time with that fool over there. Well, whatever. He's part of the group, and so are you. So deal with it until things change. Is Chime going with him? Yes. Yes. Chime? Yes. I trust you somewhat. Thank you, I guess. Friend. Let's, Let's keep it at that. Acquaintance. Can you keep an eye on my dog, Jasper? I'll keep an eye on your dog, Jasper. Archie grunts and walks away and continues to help. Yeah. I follow after Julian and Bear. You guys, if I don't have my dog, he's gonna kill me. There was no dog. There was no dog last time. Why are you pointing at me? You said upstairs you're gonna kill him. Just remember, last time when we were going down the mountain, there was no dogs with us. Somebody else might have. Maybe Sam. Sam might. It's true. So we got a group that is sticking put, a group that is searching for Sam. Yes. And Sam is making my way down the mountain. 
Can I see them prepping to start heading out? Uh, I don't know what the what the terrain looks like. Is it like you know, like almost like looking down on them, or is it wooded, or is it is it Rockies, or is it the Andes? Yeah, yeah. It's more of the Andes than the Rockies. Very steep, jagged. Okay, so that that's making it difficult. Yes. Um. So if I were to try to walk directly towards them, not a great idea. Correct, but like because there's cliffs, and how tall are the cliffs? Yes. So there are cliffs. There are drops. There are fissures. That like small little gullies. If you tried to just walk a straight line, you might hit a, a patch where you would fall through. Okay. Like you see, like drops that are for, like cliffs that are a good two or three meters at a pop. So you kind of have to you have to work your way like just over down. You know, jump forward and just hover all the way down. Glide. <laughs> Glide down. Do your Iron Man impression. <laughs> no, instead I am using little bursts of air to test, like, the ground and where I'm walking to see if any, like, if I'm going to step on a rock, like, touch it to see if it's going to move. And the same thing, like, if I'm about to step on snow, I'm going to just using little bursts of air for that. Okay. Go ahead and roll for that? Mm-hmm. Okay. 29. Okay. Uh, so you're able to pick your way down okay. the mountain, but it, you're, you're only able to go, like, maybe a couple steps at a time and testing your way as you go. And you're starting to get really cold, starting to shiver quite a bit. Teeth are chattering together. Wind is chapping your face. The sun is starting to beat down on you oppressively. It won't be sunny for me. There's a storm rolling in. Yep. Like, how cold is it? Is it like... It's a high altitude, so the air is thinner than you were used to. And I'm still about like 150 to 200 meters away from the thing. Yeah, I think Sam would honestly just keep moving, trying to stay warm, and probably pushing through the difficulty. Okay, go ahead and make me a stamina roll. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice. 16. So you're able, you're, you're able to stay up for the most part. You're getting cold, but it's not, it's not yet oppressive. All right. Well, let's go ahead and take a quick break, and then when we return, we will see what happens on the far side of the mountain. Phil, as you round the corner of the dungeon, you see a pedestal rise up from the ground. On it is a green glowing potion pulsating with its own light. I roll to drink the potion. You don't even need to roll. You pull out the stopper, quaff it quickly, and discover that you're listening to Alzebo Soup, a literary podcast where we become our favorite authors by devouring portions of their brains. Oh, shit. Where's my save versus poison? No, 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 no. This is a good thing. Now you're getting all the knowledge of people who love speculative fiction talking about authors like Kelly Link, Jack Vance, Rudyard Kipling, and, of course, our... Our favorite, Gene Wolfe. Well, this character's a bust. I should just trouble up this sheet right now. Phil, we're <laughs> supposed to be promoting the show at alzabosoup.libsyn.com. All right, I'm rolling a dwarf. Or wherever fine podcasts are listened to. <laughs> and we're back. Julian, you and Bear and Jasper and Grizzly and Chime? Is that correct? Yes. Are all making your way up the mountain. He's just taking me along for the body heat. In case he has to eat somebody. Uh-huh. 
<laughs> no, I, at this point, I dogs are for. imagine there's been some headway made with the training and yeah. learning. Yeah. And yes, I'm not as inept as I used to be. You're only mostly inept. So, only halfway inept. <laughs> we can, I mean, say that the, the dogs have been helping out, they're like they're sniffing and getting a sense of. They can tell that somebody else or a creature or another living thing is nearby. Right. What did you use to give the dogs Sam's scent? Your gear. Like you just had them sniff the bag? I did not bring your bag. I brought your coat, your jacket, okay. your snow gear. Okay. Okay. That's a very unnecessary thing to do. Nope, you didn't bring your poison. <laughs> All right, so yeah, the, do- the dogs are to help are helping, and we get to a spot where we can't go any further up the mountain. There's a pretty big fissure yeah. in the, the pathway, 20, 30 yards gap in the, the pathway. So Julian is going to use his rifle scope to just kind of scan on the other side to see if he can see anything on the other side there. Go ahead and make me a search roll. Search. 16. You can see a black form moving against the snow. It doesn't look like they're wearing any cold wear gear. Arms wrapped around themselves, just kind of poking out every once in a while. Stopping, sensing, moving forward a few more meters. Alright, so we, right next to Chine. He's going to reach his hand out, still looking through the, the rifle scope. He's like, Chine, one, two, three, breathe out. One, two, three. And definitely got it. 22. I needed a nine. And it is Sam and Shade. Yep. So Julian is going to connect shade. to Shade. Shade, we see you. Well, we see Sam. Don't see you. Keep going straight. You're going to reach a point where you can't go any further. There's a big fissure. You're about 100 yards from us. Okay. So keep coming that way? Keep coming that way. We've got your your cold gear. Okay, good, because we're not made for this weather. We're... I'm a city elemental. Uh, yeah, I understand. I understand. And he's going to turn her like, bear, put the Sam's cold gear, tie this rope around it. Tie the rope through the, the carabiner on the, on the pack. And we're going to need you to throw this. It's 20 to 30 meters? It's a long That's throw. a long throw. Bear is not looking in the same direction at you. He stopped, and he's facing 15 degrees northwest. Of where you're looking, and maybe at your two o'clock, and he's just kind of staring off into the distance up the mountain. I'm gonna say since Julian from the start has been taking Bear out when he goes, he kind of gets the sense that that's not a good thing. He's gonna speak in hushed tones. Bear, what is it? What do you see? I think it's a writer. A what? A writer. Julian t- turns, looks through the rifle in that direction, and says, Chime. Yeah. Get on that bag. Okay. I tied the bag yeah. up and get it ready to throw. 
it looks like there is a reindeer with a humanoid form on it, the back, coming towards Sam from the other side of the mountain, like around a crest. So it's going towards Sam. Correct. Uh, Julian's going to be like, uh, Shade, you probably should take some cover. You got s- something approaching you from probably about your 9 o'clock. What does it look like? Looks like a, a antlered creature <laughs> with somebody riding on it. <laughs> okay. Well, it's not a pterodactyl. Uh, I will try to hide. Julian's just going to watch through the scope. Okay. Not wanting to fire. Are there any, like, kind of cavey looking things close by that I can kind of duck into? Uh, go ahead and make me a perception roll. Just perception, not search. You're in a bit of a hurry. Nine. None that you can see. But if you're not careful, you might fall into one. Are there any, like, parts where two uh, two rocks come together? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to attempt to hide in one of those. Okay. Oh my gosh. <laughs> two ones and two twos. All right, Jeff. You're covered in snow. <laughs> uh, so I got six. So you're going to try and huddle down between in the lead. Okay, yeah, because I'm still rocks. a ways away from that fissure. Do I know what kind of creature that is? You do have some animal knowledge from your wilderness experience. Well, yes. So, what would that be? I would see it Survival? as like a, a scholar check. Scholar. It's under perception. No. No, I'm sorry. It's, it's under knowledge. knowledge. Doesn't sound like a lot of dice. No. It's only two of them. Sounds like more than one. But I got a 11. That's not bad. So, would you recognize it as a, a, an animal that, you know, common in yep, cold weather? It's an animal. It's an animal. <laughs> You do recognize the reindeer. It's got a shiny nose. Would you say it glows? So what do I know about this animal? But you said there appears to be someone riding on it. Correct. So it's large. I mean, large enough for somebody to ride on. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out if there's a, something I could relay to Shade or how to evade or stay hidden from Go this, this creature. Not really. And it's headed directly for me? Correct. Oh, okay. No, where'd you be spotted? Can I see it yet? Uh, go ahead and roll for it. Perception. So I just rolled low on the wild, so this should be a six. Seven. You're starting to hear the of the hooves hitting the snow. Okay. I imagine that I also have, you know, my knife and my gun, because while we were on the ship... I don't think we would have gone unarmed. Uh, On a pirate ship? Oh, no. no. Right. So I imagine I'm still armed. So. Darkness. Bright white hillside. Just a spot of dark. Right. <laughs> Where is he? Oh, let me guess. So I will... My other thing is... I mean, how long has it been? It's been an hour or so. Sam has been out in this cold. Yeah. I'm wondering how much Sam is... Kind of really has clear thinking. Yeah. So Julian's gonna say to Shade, he's like, Shade, I need to know if that rider's a proxy. Is the rider a proxy? No. Dang it. <laughs> no, no, it's not. It's getting closer. Uh, so <laughs> we have established you? that Sam is not really thinking clearly. Sam's kind of cold. Shade's more cognizant than Sam. So at this point, Shade is going. You're going to overhear 
Sorry, Sam. And Shade is going to take over Sam's body, which we have established is something that happens in, that has happened in times of high stress, and with Sam being all wibbly wobbly. Mm-hmm. And Shade is going to make it dark where we're standing. Okay. How close do I hear those? It's not far. It's closing in quick. Only about 20 meters away at this point. Oh it my is gosh! Dark. Oh my gosh! It is dark. Eighteen. All of a sudden, the sun is gone. Twenty-four, <laughs> thirty-one, thirty-three. Okay. Is it still coming? Yes. Okay. Now is it like charging or like plodding along? It's coming at a high clip. Oh. It knows exactly how to get down this mountain safely. So now that there is a dark spot where I'm standing. I'm going to use Vengeful Void to actually kill the thing. Like, oh, the, oh, yeah. the tentacle thingy monster oh, yeah, thing. Yeah, I got that thing. How could you forget? 24, 26, 28. And target 24. So the exact description. Let's, let's go ahead and read that. It's like brawling or something. Brawling, fighting of 4D, lifting... 5d, 6d physical damage. So, Darkness grabs an opponent within 5 meters, brawling, fighting a 4d, and inflicts 6d damage. So you go dark, and you reach out, void style. Mm -hmm. The reindeer comes to a, a halt, and there's a, like, you can see a spray of snow just disappear into the darkness. And the humanoid on the back grabs the horns and vaults over right into the darkness. So, brawling of 6d? Brawling, brawling, forty, twenty-four. The brawling land. You manage to connect with what feels like a ragdoll. It's just limp, and then all of a sudden you feel a, a small tap on your forehead, and the darkness dissipates, and you can see Sam laying on the ground, and also a form sprawled out in the snow. And there's a small whirlwind right there. Did he separate Shade from Sam? And the whirlwind circles back and hits the ragdoll and it comes back up. They scoop Sam up and throw them over their shoulder in a fireman's carry and they go back towards the ranger. Kaboomy? Uh, no, because we already established that there yeah. was no shots until the other so, shot. Yeah. Which is quite later. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I guess Julian can't do anything. This is true. Obviously, at that point, Julian would be like, Jade? Jade? No response. Is Shade there? She, in a sense... Shade is there, but not conscious. Oh, boy. So, I know it's not real close to us, a way to get across this cross, but can I see how far up or down it is so we can go across... Well, Julian has an no idea of, the, of that. Should I go get the others? Do we go down to the village? Do we go up to try to find a way across and follow them? Well, story-wise, out of game, we kind of have to stay in this place, yeah. this spot. We have to, in some way, connect back with Sam. Yeah. Yes, because you said you're not leaving this mountain without Sam. Mm -hmm. Right. And Julian knows that Sam should have made it to their spot at that point. So there had to have been a way that their communication would have happened that 
Julian knew that Sam should have made it to them by that point. Oh, really? Yeah. Yes. Yes. I forgot that. Which direction did the ragdoll man carry Sam? Up the mountain, east, around the mountain. It was more up, up and around. Okay. So, here we go. Julian's going to say, someone's got to go after Sam. All right. Figure out what's going on with this creature. Uh, no. Bear. Yeah? Let's do this. I know not everyone's going to like it, but this is the best quarters of action. Bear and Chan head back to the cave. Yeah, back to the cave. And Bear, you want to help? Uh-huh. You take Jer, see if you can reach the first mate before he gets too far down the mountain. Leave me the dogs. I'm going after Sam. Okay. So we need to know where that person came from. The first mate knows this area better than we do. Come here, come here, come here. Come here, guys. Okay. Grizzly, Jasper, I need you to go with Julian. Uh-huh. No, no. No, you can't eat him, Jasper. No. Help him. I know he's smelly, okay? I smell it too. Just, just help him, okay? Okay, okay, good. I promise you the bunny when we're done. Uh-huh. Okay. Alright, I'll go with you. Come on, Bear. Let's uh get back down the cave so we can make appropriate plans here. And Julian heads off. Be careful. With the dogs. Okay. It's <sighs> a shame we don't have like walkie-talkies or something. Yeah, they tried to create this ice age around. <laughs> it worked. Got a point. If someone would talk to their elemental, we would have walkie-talkies. <laughs> Look at you, Jer. <laughs> you ain't looking at me. <laughs> We're not there yet. All right, so, so, going after Sam. Okay. How good is your animal handling? <laughs> Middling to none. 3D nine. plus 1. No. Okay. Not, 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 not great, but not, not terrible. Yeah, not terrible. That's a median number. Um, so he's going to track. Okay. And I'm assuming the dogs would be good at tracking as well. Correct. Julian and the dogs, any bonus to That's tracking? They have a tracking of 4D for the dogs. Does that mean there's no augmentation? No. Oh my <laughs> goodness. <laughs> well, the dogs might be higher. Jeff, I found your ones. <laughs> yeah, you did. So yeah, you got a 6 on your roll. Jasper. I actually got an 8 because it's plus 2. Jasper did well. Jasper did very well. <laughs> Jasper did really well. 24, 28, 29, 30. That's my boy. <laughs> <laughs> Grizzly. The snow messed you up. 10. 10 for Grizzly. He just slid dogs. Yeah. But Jasper's got it locked tight. He finds uh, hoof tracks in the snow and starts following that pathway. And they're running silent. All you can really hear is like snuffling and the, the panting. And like the gentle crunch of snow under their feet. And we're going to go ahead and cut down to the cave. I'm looking over Katari to make sure she's doing all right. She's getting cold, but she's doing okay. All right. Do you all have, have you built a fire or anything? Yes. There's a fire built. <laughs> we took wood from the ship. And it was soaked in fuel, so it burns. And nicely. Archie, Archie's just standing there on fire. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> I'm roasting marshmallows. Roasting <laughs> chestnuts on an open droid. <laughs> so you have a fire. You have. You're keeping everybody warm. Jeremy broke Jeff. <laughs> Share with the group, children. We're talking about the android being on fire. It's, it's a galaxy note that just bursts into flames. <laughs> <laughs> Doing what we can to keep the wind out. Yeah. Come back to the cave. It's just an ice wall. That was mostly my idea. I would imagine you would leave like a crack at the top to oh, let yeah. smoke out. Oh yeah. So back in the cave. So Sam was abducted. What do you mean? We were about to meet up. And this thing, person, guy, riding on this animal, came and took him. Well, him and not the rest of you. Well, we were kind of separated by this large crevasse in the ground. Why didn't you stop him? Bear shows up without Wasn't adults. really able to. Bear. Uh-huh. Bear. Yes. And without Julian. Bear. <laughs> Julian's going after them. Archie. Chime and Bear. Yes. Where are the dogs? They're helping Julian. With what? Smelling. With tracking. That's what I said. Yes. Why does Julian have the dogs? He asked nice. Told you he's not gonna hurt your dog. Archie clenches his fists and says, Well, nothing we can do about it now, I suppose. Maybe he'll get lost and my dogs will come back to me. One of them is mine. Yes, Bear. One of them is as you I apologize. Thank you. So, this is what we need to do. Lunch? Um, there's lunch on the bottom of the mountain. Oh, okay. <laughs> Archie, you're going to stay here with me and Katari. We need you to help guard Katari while we wait for Julian to come back with Sam. Fine. Jer, leave me whatever supplies I need to take care of Katari. We need you and Bear to go try to catch up with the first officer. Find out right. if he knows who these people are. Okay. What kind of animal was it? Some four-legged thing. Nothing they have in the city. That's fair. Chad would have no clue. <laughs> <laughs> Had horns. Furry. <laughs> Had horns. Had okay. horns. Guy was riding on it, so it was big enough to ride on. Alright, come on, Bear. Okay. If you can get a hold of him and they have any information, let us know as soon as possible. Will do. If Julian and Sam come back, we'll come down to meet you. Alright. Alright? So off we go. Yay! Bear's just having the time of his life, isn't he? Bear's just generally a happy individual. As soon as they set off, I'm going to start looking at Katari's uh, cot. Okay. And see what I can do to put runners on it and make it more of a snow sledge than a city gurney. <laughs> okay, so we're going to go ahead and cut back to Sam. You're still unconscious. Okay. Yes. All right, cut back to us. <laughs> <laughs> Make a fighting feast. <laughs> Just cricket, cricket. You were unconscious, and you wake up, and you're slung over the back of that animal. Okay. You would still hear, like, coming back into consciousness. Whoa, Shade coming back into consciousness. We're here. Shade, you're still there. Wake up, Shane. So how long has it been? I'm assuming it's not been a couple hours. It's probably been about 20 minutes at the most. Okay. And so Shade would inform Sam that Julian is still trying to talk 
So Shade would reply to you. Julian, I'm here. We were out for a while. But... Yeah, you weren't responding at all. It's getting kind of weird. I don't know how that thing got the drop on us. Sam's going to look around, and likewise Shade is looking around. What can we see? Well, you can see the flank of a reindeer. Can I move my head? Yes, you can pick up your head. Okay, then I'm going to look around. You can see lots of snow. Uh, You look over to your left, and you can see what looks like the shank of of a leg. What about to the right? To the right, you look back, and you can see open sky. Can I see anything about where we're headed, or is all I see? No. I mean, you, you, you can you can see like the slope of the mountain going up. No, identifying landmarks. Or right, anything. exactly. Uh, you can see some boulders and everything like that, but nothing terribly, terribly okay. noticeable. As far as the, the thing that's riding the reindeer, can I see any part of it at all? Aside from its like? Yeah. I mean, if you crane up your your head around. Okay. So what do I see when I look at the leg? Pants. Okay, so it looks like a pair of pants. Yes. Okay, that tells me something. Am I tied down? No. You just draped over the rear flank of the reindeer. Am I still cold? Yes. So the the body heat of the reindeer hasn't kind of... Well, I mean, you have a blanket over top of you. Um, It's warmed you up enough that you're conscious. Yeah. And I have a blanket over the top of me. Yeah, but it's not the winter weather gear that you had previously. I'm going to ride it out. Okay. So you reach the top of the crest, and you go around to the other side. You can feel the individual shift forward. They grab something from lower down on the front of the harness that the reindeer is wearing, and they raise their arm up, and you grab a hiss of gas. You hear an explosion of a flare. Okay. With that, they turn around and they say, Oh, you're waking up. Our ride should be here soon. We'll go ahead and end the episode there. Thank you for listening to Bone Thrower's Theater. Our cast is Aaron, Ellie, Jeff, Jeremy, Johnny, and Jordan. We are releasing this podcast under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, 3.0 unported license. That means you can share the podcast, but please do not modify it or try to gain financially from it. If you would like to visit our website, you can do so at bonethrowerstheater.com. If you'd like to send us an email, you can do so at bonethrowerstheater at gmail.com. Our Twitter handle is bonethrowerstheater. You can also look us up on Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel. And until next time, may the bones fall ever in your favor. This has been a Nerd Circle podcast production.